Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Roaring D20s podcast. I am your morally conflicted dungeon master, Scott Jones, and today we've got our normal cast of characters with us who I will let introduce themselves, starting with Caitlin, who we've decided isn't funny. Wow, what a way to set me up. Fuck you. Anyway, my <laughs> name is Maitland or Caitlin or Laitlin, and uh, <laughs> I'm ready to play today. Wait, is she, is she allowed to pick up her own bounty? <laughs> I'm turning myself in, officer. That is an excellent me, question. Me and my two sisters, or me. Who are I'm going to go, go ahead and say, um, if you want to pick up your own bounty, and for the record, audience, in case you're wondering, I have agreed to give inspiration to anybody who is willing to call Caitlin either Maitland or Laitland for the oh. entirety of this episode. So if you don't like that, turn it off now. No. <laughs> God. Cry. Uh, but let's move on with the introductions. Jacob, why don't you go next? I'm Jacob. I'm playing William and or Gork, depending on the day and the frothing. All right. All right, Breadman, you're up. All right. Here's Breadman as Uther, as Josh, as not Maitland. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here to figure out what the hell we're going to do next. That's probably a good question to ask yourselves. All right, Jesse. Yeah, uh, so that's me, Bartholomew Sinclair. And um, I wonder how long it's going to take for uh, Chris, the player Chris, uh, mm-hmm. if I can get on his nerves, like you know, po- post below what you think might how long, how many more episodes you think you got left in him before before I before I get him get him all pissed off. Already done. Damn. <laughs> all right, Chris, you got a rebuttal for that and an introduction. I'm Chris, and I play Marcus Whalen, and I run an online community. So try me. the challenge has been made the rebuttal has been made we shall see who will emerge victorious in this Jesse versus Chris standoff (laughs) (laughs) that being said when last we left off our adventure um, well people are trying to figure out what the hell to do next after talking to a very drunk Barnum and learning a little bit more about the history of uh, his involvement with Kamani Meadery the party has a couple of options they have leads leading to the east to the town of Alcoa, and to the west, to the town of Zast. What will they decide? Well, that's going to be up to them. At this point, it is uh, the next morning. You have woken up. You're a little bit sore, a little bit stiff. Um, you're, you've healed well, all things considered. You, you had a rough couple of days. But despite that, you're up and moving, which can't be said for a lot of the other guards that work during the Mead Festival. Uh, you're currently outside of the temple where you had been healed and where you have been staying. Um, just to, uh, sorry, uh, the clerics there wanted to make sure that your wounds had completely healed. That being said, go ahead. What's the plan? So I think we, uh, we talked about, um, what is it? So we like it, like our dear DM said, we can go east or west. I think we had more, a little more knowledge about going east towards the Bellman Meadery, because not only did we have... Uh, what is it? We found that High Wizard Nils is there. Um, he moved there, and he was uh, what was it? Um, what is it? our uh, one of our deceased fellows, uh, Graham Knighton. He uh, he had pleaded, he had uh, petitioned to Wizard Nils to like help potentially save his his sister, right? So yeah, she, he's there. And not only that, but uh, 
the Bellman Meadery might be a little more open to kind of a dialogue. Um, and we also have that map for the Oasis um, that had the Bellman um, insignia on it. Yeah, and then all this is in Alcoa, if I remember correctly, and yeah. that's about a three days ride. So this would be kind of a shorter journey to at least our first destination, but Zast is like 10 days away. Yeah, um, and it seems spooky. Yeah, I, part of me is like, should we rip the Band-Aid off and go to the worst place first or go to the nicer place first? <laughs> but I'm thinking since it's a three-day ride to Alcoa, that might be better to just get the shorter trip out of the way first. I mean, who knows? We might be there longer, especially if we look for this Oasis place. Mm-hmm. And looks can be deceiving, you know. Yeah, very true. Uh, considering that spell that we found and everything, I really think we should really go in that direction because I know it's only three days, um, but uh, it seems like we're going to get more answers there that will slowly start piecing this whole story together. Yeah, very true. Were we still planning on going uh, into the mayor's office lit Jax and Max, or was it Flax and Sax? I'm not really sure, to be honest. <laughs> was tax what flax. you don't know is that they're quadruplets. <laughs> oh my god, right? <laughs> Every time we find a new name that rhymes, a new, uh, a new, a new identical sibling. twin pops up. Yeah, We're going to have octuplets at this rate, then. <laughs> well, <laughs> c- considering uh, we need to do a three days journey, let's, um, let's push our position and get some supplies that uh, will help us on our journey. And not totally exploit them at all. No, not at all. Well, yeah, I know (laughs) probably the main shops around here might be a little low on supply. We might want to just hit up, try to grab some potions in case we encounter some danger on the road. Like, maybe we should do a quick round of... Well, now I'm torn, because we go to the mayor's office, see if he has some freebies to give us, or we could go around and buy a couple things of supplies. Maybe we'll do mayor first. If he doesn't have anything, let's go stock up on supplies and then hit the road. Yes, and we wanted to, um, uh, what is it, uh, perhaps ask him about the uh, the Oasis map or something? Yes, and see if he knows maybe where that is. Very well. Okay, so to the mayor's office it is? Yes. Unlike the night before when you were considering B&E to try and find out what you could from the office itself, uh, the doors are unlocked this morning and as you walk in and straight back to the mayor's office. Uh, you can see that Kazvin Moss is actually sitting at his desk. As you walk in, he looks up and says, "Oh, oh, oh! Uh, good, 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 good morning. Um, how, how, how goes, how goes the the, uh, the, the investigation? investigation? Yes. Yeah. Th- thank, thank, thank you. You. <laughs> <laughs> Such a dickhead. <laughs> Chris is not in the mood today. <laughs> Well, you see, Mayor, as we investigate, it's like digging a hole. The more dirt you take out, the deeper you see that this hole gets. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> what an analogy. Oh, I love it. Oh, <laughs> I tried to make that as weird as possible just to throw really, him off. I really want William to actually be making those noises, Jacob. <laughs> A little bit of Gork is peeking out. Oh, this might be it. This might be what brings Gork back. He's in a rage oh, over that no, analogy. Not a rage. Oh. I can imagine. Like, right yeah, I'm gonna try to make this as weird as possible, just Please. just for the funsies. I like just how he's th- now he's now using that as an excuse to say that he's making it as weird as possible. See, oh. in my head, canonically, he thought it made sense. 
I think I think Uther is like, yeah, that's the perfect analogy. <laughs> yes. Uh, that being the said, perfect Caspin, analogy. Because <laughs> he's the weezer. Look at you. Because I am the weezer. <laughs> and he says, you 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 you've been digging a a a hole. Well, yes, that's what you asked us to do, right? Oh, God. Uh, uh, no, it's sorry, Mare. It's uh, <laughs> it's Uther's figure of speech. He's from somewhere else. Anyway, we have been investigating um, and we found out some very interesting information that's actually pushing us to the other towns around the area. We think we can get some more information and leads if we travel to one of them. But we have a couple of questions just to like follow up on what we've discovered. Caspin, who is still staring at our good friends Bartholomew and Uther, trying to figure out the whole analogy, uh, eventually turns his attention towards you, Caitlin, and he'll say, uh, of, 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 of course, p- please, I, I, I'm, I'm happy to help in, in, in any way that I c- c- can. Yeah. Um, I so saw you did... open your mouth, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Chris, don't be rude. <laughs> We're Marcus. Mox is um, just like, hurry up. <laughs> um, so we actually did discover some very interesting letters uh, that were at the residence of uh, Graham Knighton. And we had a follow-up question on one of them. Uh, uh, Marcus, can you pull out the letter with the oasis and show it to him? Yes, yes I can. So Marcus uh, unfurls uh, in his bags and pulls out the uh, the map and uh, oasis. <laughs> <laughs> so do me a favor really quick, Marcus. Mm-hmm. Give me, what would this be? Give me a perception check. 13. Thirteen. Uh, as you pull out the, the the letter, the piece of paper, you notice something that you hadn't really before. While the exterior seems a little bit hardened, the the paper itself is actually a lot softer than you first realized. And as you kind of pull it out and start to flourish it at Casvin, it droops and bends. In such a way that I'm trying to understand, like my my mental thought process of how this is different exactly. So was okay. it like a more rigid paper before? Well, as you uh, take a look at it, Caswin Moss will actually take it from you and say a, a napkin. You're handing oh. me a napkin. What? what? No, no, Did somebody Marcus, um, get, get the actual Oasis map out for him, please. Caspin holds up the thing, and you all see the oasis. And he says, "This is this is a, 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 a napkin from the the the, the oasis tavern." Oh, so you're familiar wait, wait, with wait, that? Wait, wait, wait! So, whoa, whoa, whoa! I want to see do this. Do we see? Do we see a map on it? But he doesn't. No, I think he's I, actually holding up literally a, a like a coaster, like a napkin. So, yeah, from the, essentially, from the bar. what it is, there was there was a, there were a couple of checks that were made to try and see what you could figure out from it that you didn't quite get high enough on. Um, what you're holding is essentially a, a, a napkin with a print on it. Oh, because the map oh. itself is just pointing to an X somewhere in a desert. 
Oh, so it's like flourish, not yeah. like an actual. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. So where is this? Um, do you know where this oasis bar is by chance? Al- Alcoa. It is an Alcoa? I knew it was a bar. I called it. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, actually, you. it's funny you did because I know. <laughs> I was okay. like, "There's no oasis. What are they talking about?" <laughs> Detective Beignet, I, I I see it in your eyes. Yeah, that Detective between Beignet. thinking about thinking about going around and beating everyone in town for information. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, uh, Scott, it's interrogating. Yes, it's questioning, investigating aggressively. <laughs> That's like like mm. killing people is just liberating them from their bodies. Remember, <laughs> Dave's fault. Oh Freeing them from their complicated <laughs> lives. You know, it's really funny. Uh, just because of everything that's going on, you know that at some point in the future, I am warning you now, Josh. I'm going to have you in a one-on-one fist fight against somebody <laughs> when yes. you aggressively question them. Lol. Okay, I'm going to take one one level in barbarian. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be against William. So if oh. if Gork were to like take Uther and throw him through a second story window, would that be taking one level in Barbarian? Uh. <laughs> hey, you know what? You, you can take some inspiration for that, Scott. <laughs> Thank you. Scott. Thank you. Scott. I'm gonna go ahead and take that. Um, I'll, I'll keep that in my back pocket. Oh my god! So was That's there not- anything? Just out of curiosity, was there anything else on this napkin? Like, like any like actual like written thing? Yeah, the thing that was written was mm-hmm. the symbol of the Bellman Eatery. Oh, and this was in a just a a, a letter. Like in the letter was a coaster napkin with a Bellman Eatery symbol. Yes. Okay. Is that right? Sure. <laughs> Do you have any other clarifying questions? Uh, so on the the note itself, like the the little ink stamp or the candle stamp. Was also the Bellman Meadery logo? Yes. Or so it was an official. It was an official notice from the Bellman Meadery. Inside was a little bit hardened, maybe because of age, maybe because of something else. Um, it seemed like a piece of paper. It seemed like a map. But essentially, it is a coaster from the Oasis Tavern that has had the symbol of the Bellman Meadery scratched onto it. Interesting. Okay. We'll a lot have to of check that out. Well. I guess our next question, too, is um, we also have a lead that's going to take us to Zast, but we've heard that it's a uh, not the safest town to travel to. So um, much unsavory. Yeah. Do you, by chance, have any contacts of someone we could meet there that could potentially, uh, I guess, show us around the town, maybe be an assistant in helping us out there so then we're not just, like, on our own? Casman will look at you and he'll say, I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry, but Chris, just rolling your eyes at everything he says. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, but I, our, our main contact with, with Zast was through Armistice. Zast okay. is, is a, is a, is an interesting town, city, whatever you, you may, may call it. It, it, it has something of a, a, a criminal, uh, uh, undertaking. There are a few terrorist groups in the area, but it is only as as unsafe as you make it. There are still plenty of plenty of good people there, but if you're looking for 
information, I, I would recommend a, a armistice. Okay. And then, do you think uh, we found out Proctor was the head of Armistice? Do you think, uh, just based on maybe your past experiences with him, do you think he'd be cooperative to us being there? Maybe is there something that you could provide us that could get a, him to just chat with us? Maybe same with Bellman. Like, is there anything you could provide us, like a letter that kind of announces us to them? Maybe that could help. I I, I can I can give it. A, a letter and you see at this point when you're talking about his more official duties he his back straightens a little bit and he uh, sits up to his fullest height which is not very tall but that being said uh, some of the, the the nerves from his voice seems to leave a little bit definitely not just because Chris is getting pissed off at it it's, it's actually <laughs> a feature um, right. he says I, I can provide a an official letter of I- introduction of course but whether that gets you through the door is it remains to be seen. Uh, t- typically, B- Bellman is cordial. You probably won't need it. But uh, Mr. Proctor did most of his business through Mr. Dervish. They they were the ones who spoke. I, I rarely had anything to, to do with it. Okay. I mean, I would very much appreciate it if you could just do a letter of introduction with your name on it, it might help us get through the door a little bit better instead of us just going on our own, so I would greatly appreciate that from you. He nods. I, I can I can get that drafted. Wonderful. Anyone else have anything? Yes. Think- Since we're gonna head out... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Were you gonna say no. something? <clears throat> no, 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 you go ahead. Alright. Uh, well, since we actually have to head out um, to these locations, I was wondering if you could... Um, provide us some supplies and perhaps anything that might be useful to us uh, to aid us on our investigation. Make a persuasion check. Oh, come on, baby. (laughs) Yes? It's a nat 20. (laughs) Okay, okay. Um... So he'll he'll look at you and he'll say, I, I uh, could could possibly pr- provide a, a, f- a few things. Most of the, the funding and supplies that are, are in the town are going towards the excavation of the, the ruins of the, the, the metery itself. W- what sorts of things were you, were you looking for? Uh, maybe some potions in case we encounter uh, something on the road. Uh, maybe just some rations or anything that we could have as we're traveling. Um, and then I think, I don't remember, was the wagon Barnum's? Do we was. have? Okay. And then I guess if you have any spare way of transportation, because I know when we arrived, it was with Barnum with his wagon, but we don't really have a way to get there, I guess, quickly. Like if you have a spare horse and wagon, that would be great. Um, but whatever you can provide would be amazing. Didn't we have a couple horses, at least? Um, I think we did when we were with the uh, army, when we, or the militia group. <laughs> the army. The army. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it's not, it's, oh, yeah. not a, it's not an inaccurate statement. It's just funny hearing it that way. <laughs> yeah, it's like when I had my uh, military duties. When we were deployed. Um, <laughs> I think Any veterans listening? Thank you for your service. Oh, wow. Thank you. Um, we, uh, uh, God, 
I, when we went there, we had their horses, but I don't think we got to keep their horses. I totally forgot, honestly. Okay. Yeah, it is true that the transportation that you got from uh, Zephyr to here in Gil was Barnum's transportation. Uh, that being said, Kasman will look and he'll he'll sort of nod his head and he'll say, "I, I don't I don't really know how many potions we can we can provide, but the town doesn't really have a a, a major need for them with the temple. Um, but ra- rations are are easy to come by, and I, I'm I'm sure I can get you some horses. That would be wonderful. Okay, he says, if, if you would come back in in maybe an hour." I I can have those prepared for you. Okay, great. Very good. All right. You sure you don't need that 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 blanket, by the way? Like, I can still get it for you if you'd like. (laughs) Bartholomew! (laughs) Now look and say, which which blanket were you referring to? I I thought you needed one last time. I I just wondered if you still needed one. No, it's, it's okay. I... It's it's really hot outside. Oh my god! Make an asshole check. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Um, Don't right. ruin our persuasion. Uh, nat twenty on the asshole check. <laughs> like, like legitimately. Asshole check. Okay. Um, he'll he'll look at you and he'll say, "I I do not uh, appreciate what you, what you are I- I- implying, sir. That you're." cold, but it clearly seems like you're not, so I, I guess you don't need a blanket. It's fine. And he'll look at you at this point, Caitlin, and say, as the the reasonable one in this group, please come back in, in, in an hour or so. A, a, alone, preferably. Will do. I am so sorry, but yes, I will be back in an hour. Alright, gentlemen, let's let's just go. I think we're good. <laughs> Toodaloo, Mayor. Oh my god, Bartholomew! Yeah! Like, punch him in the arm and push him out the door. I'll let that happen. I'll let that happen. As you exit the mayor's office, Caitlin, there's kind of a separation between you and the others, and you notice that standing kind of behind you and off to your right, shaking her head is Josephine. Who just kind of looks at you, Bartholomew, and says, "Was that really necessary?" No. <laughs> no. He had agreed to help us. I, I I can't help myself. Sometimes it's you. I mean, he's the one with stutter, not me. Perhaps you ought to try a little harder next time. I guess I'm just not as skilled as our glorious leader. You walk into that one, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Josephine, sometimes it's just uh, best to try not to reason with Bartholomew. Anyway, (laughs) so we have to be back in an hour. Um, I know they said that they're not stocked up on potions, but I am able to make enough for 10 potions. I do have the supplies from our last town. so I was wondering if you'd remember that. (laughs) I I have it written down. (laughs) I was just seeing if we could get some freebies. Um... (laughs) So, at least for me, I could stay nearby and craft some potions if you guys need to go uh, investigate somewhere else, maybe ask some more questions, but I could at least start getting our supplies ready as I wait for the mayor to get ours ready. Very well. Doesn't it take a while to make a potion? 
How long does it take to make a potion? So typically when you take a long rest, I allow you to make one potion. That doesn't mean that it takes eight hours to craft, but it's a long and involved process. Uh, in an hour, you would not be able to craft any. If you Got left it. tomorrow, I'd let you craft two. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to see if I have... Do I have any already? I can't remember if I used them all. How many do I have in my equipment already? Well, I don't want to delay our exit either. Uh, I mean, I could make them... If we're able to get a... Like a cart, I could try to make it on the cart while we're on the road, but... Maybe make an we'll intelligence just... check. <laughs> nope. Seven. Wait. Wait. 20. Uh, 20. Probably not the smartest idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think the road's right. going to be a little too bumpy. Well, I assume we're also not going to ride for three days straight. So maybe once we set up camp on those in-between days, I'll just take the evening and make one. So I guess for now, we'll just wait for the hour for our equipment to be ready. Can you guys think of anywhere else we should go? Or anyone else we need to talk to? Um, I can't think of anyone here in this uh, city at the moment. If we have nothing really much to do, I might just wander about, see if um, I can help with any other repairs or debris removal. See if I can hear anything while I'm doing it. Okay. Go to Mama uh, Freya's place is yeah. always a pleasure. We could hang out there for a bit longer. Um, that should be our base of operations. <laughs> right? Great home base. Bread base. <laughs> Bread base, perfect. Bread. But I don't know if uh, I don't know if Mama Freya will be afraid of William again either. You know, you could just rage real quickly and then not. I could rage. smack him around. <laughs> <laughs> you could make another dumb analogy. Unwise. <laughs> just make another analogy. We'll, we'll find a big open rage. field. Uh-huh. <laughs> he goes Super Saiyan. <laughs> 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 See, the funniest part about that is that if you did get him to rage, we'd get two of our of our staples in one. We'd get Gork and Dead Uther. <laughs> oh. oh, thank you, thank you. Oh, yeah. I'm liking this plan so more great. and more. <laughs> I just I just got two off my bingo card here. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, you can you can mark three. Uh, making Marcus the leader. Uh, Bartholomew yeah. doing something shifty. And then the last one is when Caitlin becomes a full red tiefling. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. A bunch of tomato sauce falls out of the sky. <laughs> uh, whatever, whatever you have in your bag that's uh, for beautification breaks again for no reason. No. Oh God damn it! <laughs> uh, well, okay. So what's the plan? I think I'm just gonna try to shop around, see if any store potentially has any goods that we could take on our journey. I know that he said that there's not a lot of potions around, but maybe I could check at the temple, see if they have any spare ones, or if there's like a shop that might just have a couple. I just want to be stocked up. Okay. And I'm going um, to Mother <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to just wander about the streets aimlessly. Okay. Listening for gossip tidbits here. There. Okay. What about you, Breadman? Uh, Birdman is what was that one spell to restore the items? I'm trying to remember. To restore the items? Like we restore items or restore objects. Remember? um, Oh, you're talking about about men and thing. Men. Men. Thank you. I was gonna see if I could go to the, uh, 
to the healing place. Oh my gosh, I cannot. I'm sorry, my brain just shut off there. I want to go to the healing temple and see if anyone there knows the spell Mend to see if I can uh, learn that. Okay. Um, so we've got a couple people going to the temple, one wandering the streets aimlessly, one going to Mama Freya's. What about you, Bill? I will follow the party leader through the streets. You know, a little wandering, never hurt nobody. Ah, yes, of course. <laughs> yes. Because when Marcus is trying to be subtle, the best thing for that is a giant half following, a giant Canadian half orc. Oh my god, him. Scott, this is like in Rainbow Six when someone plays as Cav and you just follow them with Oryx. That's actually very fair. That's what I do often. And she's like, all right, I'm going to go sneaky, boom, through a wall right behind her. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> okay, um, who wants to go first? All right, Bartholomew, you're going first. All right. Mama Freya greets you and gives you bread. All right, who's next? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> wow. Is there anything oh, you want to say? The big slap. Honestly, uh, it's it's good to have a little bit of alone time. Um, at this point, Bartholomew actually is kind of thinking to himself, uh, maybe he needs to tone it down a little bit. He's, he's trying to be a bit playful. Um, he hasn't really grown up with a lot of friends in the area and Did doesn't you make really make fun of their stutters too. <laughs> well, that's why he didn't grow up with very many friends in the <laughs> um, and... is, is, I just I just have a question. Is this Bartholomew just talking to Mama Freya who cannot reply? <laughs> like <laughs> you, know, you know Mama Freya, I've just been feeling really weird about not growing up with friends and I need to be better with my party members and she's like, "Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mhm." It's it's more of a, a, a deep reflection uh, while I'm munching on some delicious bread, but he's coming to a little bit to the realization that, yeah, maybe that was a little bit too far. Um, he just he really wants to be liked uh, by these people that don't. I don't know. He's never been able to travel for very long with with groups, and this is the longest group he's ever traveled with, and he He's going to try to do a little bit better at not hissing everybody off. Make nice. a wisdom check. Uh, 19. 19. As you're kind of sitting there pondering, one might even call it at certain points when you get to the darker places of your past brooding. Um, Mama Frey actually kind of comes up behind you. And you, you feel like a... a a small hand on your arm. Uh, as you look down, she slides a fresh cup of coffee in front of you as well as a croissant and just kind of pats your arm. And you look at her and she looks up at you with compassion and squeezes your arm a little bit and just kind of nods her head. Oh, thank you, Mama Frey. I, I appreciate it. You're as kind as always. She, uh, she kind of reaches up and she has to kind of stand on her tiptoes to pat you on the head and <laughs> continues going around and serving the other customers. Adorable. Okay. Freaking adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just setting it up for her untimely dip. Um, <laughs> sorry, I had to, sorry I, I didn't want to give spoilers there. <laughs> no, no. Thanks. Thanks, Scott. There will be uncontrollable rage and anger and tears. A, bar be the a barbarian rages in the streets and immediately jumps out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I have the power. Yeah. Um, okay, so that being said, let's move on 
to those wandering the streets. Let's let's go for them next. So, Marcus, Bill, where are you heading to try and find your secrets and be subtle slash Bill? <laughs> <laughs> Probably back towards the ruins to see how things are going there. Okay. Um, as you make your way towards the ruins of the Kamani Meadery, you can see there are several people hard at work. Uh, you see a couple of uh, magic users attempting to um, levitate certain pieces of the metery out, and a few more getting ready to duck into the metery itself. Um, go ahead and give me a stealth check. Not to actually hide, but just to sort of blend. And I'm going to need you to make said check at disadvantage. <laughs> because of your big friend. <laughs> Eleven. Eleven. So as you're kind of wandering, you do what you've always done. You do what you know. You just kind of, you know, hands in your pockets, strolling around as though you're meant to be there without drawing attention to yourself. Um, And then the ground shakes a little bit as Bill kind of walks behind you. Uh, Just, you know, meandering, minding his own business. Um, And after a good 30 to 40 seconds, you you hear a, a call coming from the area over near meter you see somebody's kind of waving you and kind of trying to wave you over oh well william i suppose we should uh, go see who that is all right mandy uh, as you make your way closer you can see this is not an individual you recognize and he says hey if you're uh, just wandering about can i get your help here and he points yes. towards some of the bigger um pieces of brick and stone that need to be moved and he says yeah you big guy can you help over there we we got some pieces that are a little too heavy for the normal folk around here well that'd be my pleasure he gets a little he gets a little taken aback by the voice he really wasn't expecting that but uh nods his head (laughs) and thanks and points you over towards uh the the spell casters who are attempting to get rid of some of the debris yeah anything i can do he says hmm how good are you at fitting into small spaces? Quite excellent, actually. All right. Once he gets the once big guy gets the stones lifted, you can go in see if you can find anything of note. Josephine smiles. Oh yeah, where's Josephine? Josephine, she with follow you, with you, Caitlin. Oh okay. Girl time. <laughs> Girl time plus Uther. <laughs> no, Uther went to the temple. <laughs> while you were going for supplies. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, as you sort of make your way forward, Bill, I'm going to need you to give me an athletics check, please. Alrighty. This should be something you're very good at. Oh, yeah. It's an 18. An 18. Mm. So you kind of walk up to the big section of wall that's kind of fallen over. It's fallen outward, and you can see into the meter itself. This appears to be in, in the office area. Not quite where you were looking to get before, but, you know, it's it's more clerical than it is actual meat production um bill just kind of walks up strolls past a couple of the uh the magic users picks up the piece of wall and just with both hands starts dragging the whole damn thing away (laughs) um the three magic users look at you in awe uh, you oh, can see there. Oh, it's up short we go. <laughs> <laughs> and as he starts whistling, just moves it completely past. You can see as he shifts it, a couple of the other pieces of wall get a little bit unstable and start to fall down. And everyone backs up a little bit. But once that clears, um, the other folks who you had been milling around, Marcus, begin to enter the metery proper. All right, I'll follow them in. 
Okay, what are you going to do once you're inside? Um, it's clerical, so I'm going to see if I can find any of the more important seeming offices. Okay, are you trying to take or are you trying to just look? Uh, that depends on what I find. Okay, give me an investigation check. Ten. Ten. Um, this is more desks and cubicles than it is offices, so it couldn't have been anybody super high up. Um, you do find a couple of smashed pieces of paper. You do find a Kamani meter seal that, that you can use, um, should you so choose. Uh, the major things that you start finding are there are four bodies in the area. All mm. of them appear to have taken, you know, blunt force trauma. A couple of them are crushed. It's not a pretty sight. Uh, the others who have entered the meadery with you start moving over and moving some of the rubble off of these four bodies. It's clear that that's their priority. Do I recognize any of the bodies? You do not. There were hundreds, if not close to a couple of thousand people at the festival. Yeah, there there are a lot of people that you wouldn't recognize. Right. right. Um, Marcus kind of like just looks past it and... Um, looks to see if there are any other doors or anything that he could take. Nothing that isn't currently hazardous. Right. So I got a seal of the command. Like, is it like, an, uh, like a letter, essentially? Or yeah. just it's not a letter itself. I, I, I don't know why the word is escaping me, but it's what you would use to give oh, the Oh, like seal. the wax, yeah. the wax, oh, wax press? Yeah. The wax press. Okay. No, we have that. Um... If there's nothing else that I can kind of like poke around into, then I'll start helping them remove the bodies. Okay. Um, They're grateful for your help. Um, As you continue moving the bodies outward, um, give me a perception check. Uh, 17. 17. As you kind of move the bodies out, there's some small talk going on with not only the spellcasters outside, but the other folks that you're with. The things that you really catch as part of the conversation are the words like damn shame. People are talking about what a tragedy it was. A couple of people are wondering what the hell happened. And the biggest question on everyone's mind seems to be, why the hell was this thing under the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And yes, while that's the same question you've been asking, it kind of tells you that this came as a shock to everybody. That's fair. Okay. Anything else you'd like to do? Um, not immediately, though. I think that I'm good. Okay. Let's move over to Uther, then. All right. Uther Detective Penier! <laughs> <laughs> so you make your way over to the temple, and you can see that most of the clerics are still busy. There were a lot of people injured, um, and most of those injuries couldn't be fixed overnight. Your party got rather lucky in that regard. Um, I assume you just flagged down a cleric? I do, and uh, I'm basically, when I go up to the cleric, I'm just gonna kind of reply, gosh, my brain kind of shut off there, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna walk up to the cleric and just ask him, do you know if anyone here knows uh, Mend? I'm trying to learn this spell, um, and I don't have very much time since I'm gonna be leaving town soon. Um, the cleric will kind of look at you and he will reply, I- I'm sorry, but m- mend is typically a spell used to fix parchment. It's used to fix seams. It- it's used to fix clothing. It's-, it's not really a healing spell. And therefore, most of the folks here don't have that kind of a background. Yeah, and, and that's where I was kind of wondering if perhaps you were using mend to mend some of the equipment that you guys have or things that may have uh, 
um, degraded over time, but uh, I was just kind of taking a shot. Do you, do you happen to know if anyone else in town may have, may know this spell? Mm, no, I, I don't think that that's really a very common thing here. Uh, you'd have to go to someone bigger, like a bigger city. Perhaps somebody in Zast. Somebody in Zast. Okay. I'm going to take a note of that in my in my book here. <laughs> Your handy dandy notebook? Yep. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm wondering, um, are, is there anything that you can teach me perhaps to heal minor wounds or anything like that? Uh, nothing right now. I, I appreciate your uh, eagerness, but and he kind of motions to everybody in, in the temple. We're a little bit busy right now. That's fair. That's fair. Fine. Uh, I guess I'll take my leave. I look very, very disappointed. I apologize for your disappointment. As you kind <laughs> of make your way out of the temple, after about five to ten minutes of walking, uh, you notice that there's a shadow behind you. Uh-oh. What do you do? Um, I'm going to casually... Um, how should I put this? I'm going to casually sort of ignore it and then do a 360 to see who it is. Or a, a 180. A 180. A 180. Not a 360. Wrong <laughs> 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 measurement. A 900. Oh. <laughs> he starts spinning in place as a top. <laughs> he takes off and starts flying through the air. <laughs> um, I do a twirl. <laughs> you you move down the road for about another 30 seconds. And then at that point, you spin around 180, like hands extended. And you can see a very large, like, bulky individual uh, big scar down his left eye and he's oh, just God. maybe a foot behind you Whoa. I take out my wand and can I help you? Uh, he looks at you and says are you the one that they call detective? <laughs> <laughs> oh no and he looks at the wand in your hand and he looks at it with a little bit of disdain disdain well I don't like to brag, but I'm no detective. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to brag. I'm, I'm not going to brag at all. I'm just someone who's trying to look for the truth. <laughs> and as, as you say that, you hear some footsteps behind you, and a, a second individual, equally as large, has come up, um, just kind of standing maybe a foot or two away from you. Would Josephine and I be nearby? Nope. Fuck. <laughs> Detective Well, <laughs> <laughs> If you're not a detective, why have you been asking questions around town? Well, you see, it kind of comes with the job of being a wizard. I am, you know, by nature, curious as to the ways of the world. You are Uther, aren't you? Benier, yes, that is correct. And he kind of looks up at the Benier. other one. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of looks up at the other large individual and you turn and see him shrug and he says, they told me he was a detective. I don't know what to tell you. And the first one kind of looks down at you and he, he kind of towers and he looks and he gets real close and he kind of squints at you and he says, heard you were at the meadery when everything went down. There were a lot of people at the meadery when things went down. <laughs> <laughs> If these guys mean ill, you're like fucking walking circles around them with your deflective like tone. But if they are like here to help, they're going to be like, what the fuck? This guy's weird. We're out of here. Which is closer to what I think I mean, it is. He, he continues looking at you and he says, 
What does that mean? <laughs> it means it's a yes. yes or no question. I was there. Okay. So were a lot of people. Why do you ask? I don't, I don't care about the other people. You're the one that saved Mama Freya. <sighs> uh, yeah, uh, yes, me and my party, um, you know, my, my fellow teammates, they, uh, we protected Mama Freya because she was so nice to us. I'm like he lost for words says, at the moment. <laughs> he says, I, I'm sorry if we came off on the wrong foot here. We just wanted to say thank you. Oh, oh. well, you see, you know, somebody <laughs> walking behind me, you get a little nervous after a whole building explodes and a giant beast comes out of it. We didn't do that. And he looks he looks kind of confused at this point. And the other one behind you is just kind of putting his his uh, head in his hands. <laughs> what, just what, kind what, of like a. Hmm? I was going to say, what, what, what do you mean? What, what happened? It seems like you're a little bit on edge, detective. Just uh, letting you know, we didn't do that. You said uh, you were on edge because a giant beast burst out of the meter. That's not us. Oh, I no, I'm not saying that it was you, per se. I was just saying that, you know, we were there. Things exploded. Obviously, something may have happened, and we were just trying to figure out what's going on. And that means, and he kind of looks at the wand in your hand, and, and that leads you to threaten everybody who comes near you <laughs> no just people who are following me without saying hey how's it going i'm here behind you you know you get a little jumpy <laughs> i was but, making sure i knew who you were he's like i promise i'm just here to help would you mind putting that away oh yeah yeah definitely i i, I, sl- I slip it back into my sleeve and then they stab and then he punches no um and he, he looks and he he just he looks kind of crestfallen I was like, I'm, um, I'm sorry about your reaction. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not trying to be hostile here or the defensive. I just, you know, you left so quickly. I came looking for you in the temple, but they told me you'd left. I was, I was trying to catch up. Um, and he says, I listen. I, 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 I didn't mean to scare you. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. They, they didn't tell me you were so jumpy. Uh, and he, he looks and he says, we just, we, we heard that you were, you were helping out here, and I, I wanted to give a, a lending hand. Oh, sure. Uh, kind of. Thank, out thank of his you. pocket, he pulls out a middle finger. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he kind of reaches into a bag at his side, and he pulls out two potions, um, and he hands them to you. Not you don't actually know necessarily what these potions are; uh, they're just potions. I see. Or vials, oh. that is to say. Thank you. I I don't know what to say. Um, can Can I help you in some way? Can I return the favor? Figure out what happened. So did you? Uh... Did you lose anybody in, in the um, incident over there at the meadery? He kind of nods and he says, and he motions to the gentleman behind you. And he says, we both did. Oh, I'm sorry. really want to talk about it, but if you can find out why this happened, we'd appreciate it. And That's... the other one at this point mm-hmm. uh, will kind of walk around you now that he's done like face palming hard at the approach and everything and the, the horrible situation that has happened and he actually pulls out a couple of vials and he says the, these should help as well I'm like being overcome by emotions and I'm like I, I thank you so much for that I'm sorry how I treated you before uh, again is there any way I can repay you and the second one mirrors what the first the first individual said and says yeah figure out what the hell happened here All right. if somebody responsible is still around Make sure they get what's coming to them. I will. Um, you two didn't happen to be there, did you? 
They kind of shake their heads. No. Okay. Well, we'll make sure we get the bastards whoever did this. He says, thank you. And uh, both of them will hold out their hands to shake. All right. Can I get your names? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, at, At this point, Boy, can you? <laughs> uh, one of them introduces himself as... I, I still have my random name list. One of them introduces them, himself as Seth, and the other introduces himself as Derek. Okay. Derek. Um, hey, uh, when I'm back in town, because we're going to follow a, a lead here, um, but if I'm ever back in town, I need a little backup. Can I, can I call on you two? Oh, please do. All right, where, and, uh, where can I find Seth, you? Seth, who is the bigger one, just kind of cracks his knuckles and says, I'd be happy to put a beat down on anyone who needs it. We're here to help Detective Beignet. <laughs> Detective Beignet! <laughs> All right, well, consider yourselves dep- deputies. <laughs> Deputy detectives. Okay, Deputy cool. detectives. <laughs> I can imagine these giant hulking guys, almost as big as Gork, with the teeth tiny little sticker badge on his down the chest. That <laughs> That's say, pretty much what it is. <laughs> <laughs> the image that you're creating isn't far off of what I had in mind. <laughs> right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna um, motion them to come closer and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna be gone for a few days. See if you can uh, hear anything suspicious around town while I'm gone." They both just kind of nod. And say, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Okay. <laughs> Detective Benyon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, when I come back, where where can I find you two? Ask at the temple. We're usually around there helping out. Great, I'll do that. De- All right, uh, deputies, and I point to them. <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of like, yeah, <laughs> deputies. And um, yeah, the Seth, the larger one, just kind of like cracks his knuckles again. And Derek's like, "All right, we, we should get back," <laughs> and they leave. <laughs> awesome. And then I wanted uh, to uh, after they left, I'm just gonna look at the potions and be like. Shit. I don't know what these do. <laughs> Detective Benyeh! <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright, alright. Marcus, take inspiration. <laughs> alright, and last but not least, Caitlin and Josephine for more girl talk. <laughs> well, girl time! <laughs> no, uh, so it's allowed. <laughs> so where did you say you were going to make your way to first? Uh, we were gonna try to check out the temple and just see if they had any like potions or anything that they could provide to us, like equipment. Um, okay, so as you make your way over to the temple, uh, you notice two very large individuals making their way inside, and you catch the word "deputy" on the air. You're not really sure what that's all about. <laughs> uh, as you make your way in, uh, one of the clerics will wander over to you, a different one than was just uh, interacting with Detective Beignet over there, and, and she will look at you and say, hi, hi welcome, are you, are you injured? Can I help you? Uh, yeah, I don't want to take too much of your time. Um, so we're currently investigating who did this at the uh, meadery, and we're about to go investigate a lead. I was just curious if you had any extra supplies. I know that you're healing a lot of people and I don't want to take anything away from them, but if you had like a spare healing potion here or there, that'd be greatly appreciated. Um, she'll look at you and she'll say, she'll say, I'm sorry, potions are in short supply right now. Uh, you wouldn't happen to know how to make them, would you? I do. We have a couple of extra sets of supplies, but you'd have to make them yourself. Okay, yeah, I would be happy to, if you don't mind 
letting me lend, like lending me those supplies. I could take those off your hands. Um, she'll she'll nod and say, "Wait here a moment." Okay. Um, goes into the back, comes out, hands you two flasks and the ingredients to make two more potions of healing. Nice. Great. Nice. Thank you so much. I know things are rough, but I really appreciate you just giving me what you have. Make a persuasion uh, check really quick. Ooh. Uh, 18. Oh. Uh, she'll look at you as she hands you those vials, and she'll take another one out of her pocket and hand it to you as well. She'll say to you, you say you're investigating what happened? Yes, we're trying to track down who's responsible for this. And she'll say, I won't lie to you, the future of Gil is not looking good right now. The metery was our lifeblood. If I'm you so can, sorry. If anything you're doing can help save it, we'll help however we can. Thank you so much. Yes, that's what we want to do. We want to try to help you guys as much as we can. <laughs> She'll nod. Thank you. Hmm? Uh, I got Josephine, I can't even think of anywhere else. Do you know anywhere in the city that maybe could provide us anything else? Josephine will look back and she'll say, I mean, there's a, there's a general store, but I don't really know what you're looking for. What kind of supplies do you need? I mean, Mayor Moss said that he'd give us rations and horses. Right. And I think we should be fine with that. I'm just trying to think. I don't think we really need much else for the journey. Now that we have all these extra supplies, I could probably craft them while we're camping or something. I'm not sure. Um, I guess we're fine for now. Maybe we'll just head back and wait for the mayor to have our supplies ready. She'll, she'll say, that's fine. That's fine. Um, and she'll kind of look in the sky, distracted for a moment. Uh, look up to kind of join her and you can see Zazu and Pidge just kind of flying down from wherever the hell they go whenever they're not on their horns and land on their respective perches chirping. Hey, welcome back kiddos. <laughs> you, you get a Have chorus fun. of chirps. <laughs> Have fun uh, catching bugs or whatever you do in your free time. Um, Pidge kind of ruffles his tail feathers a little bit and Zazu just starts going off and off and off and off and off. <laughs> Doesn't oh, okay. stop chirping right. for a long time. <laughs> yeah, Wow, you saved Timmy from the well? Wow. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Sorry, that was a little loud. <laughs> uh. Relatable. Well, one day maybe I can speak to you too, but for now, I'll try to interpret those chirps as you had a great time doing whatever you were doing. And at this point, Zazu isn't shutting up. Like, keeps, oh chirping, keeps chirping to the point where Pidge actually hops off of your other horn and lands on Josephine's shoulder. Oh, God. Zazu, what is it? Calm the fuck down. You're, like, gonna make me go deaf. Uh, Zazu poops on you. Ah! <laughs> Zazu, my problem child! This is the most re uh, relatable role-playing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> the best part is, I know a little bit about it, because my family used to have birds, too. <laughs> God, if you were chirping because you were so constipated, you should have went over on that branch over there. Jesus. All right. <laughs> Oh, I guess let's head back. Zazu Pidge, are you going to join us on our little adventure to to uh, Alcoa? Zazu starts chirping again. Fuck! <laughs> Pidge, you, you look over at Josephine and you see Pidge just kind of look at you and turn around and face the other way. And Josephine just starts chuckling and kind of pats Pidge on the head. 
Pidge, come on, help me out. Just tell Zazu to shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, Josephine says, I, I don't think he's listening and starts walking off with, with Pidge on her shoulder. <laughs> don't ignore me, Pidge! <laughs> okay. I think that's it for me. Okay. So after about an hour, Caitlin, you make your way over to the mayor's office with, with Josephine still in tow, but without any of the guys. <laughs> what do you do? I did <gasps> nothing wrong. <laughs> what do you mean you did nothing wrong? <laughs> no, for like, only you can go back. Oh, right. I forgot the guys couldn't join us. Yeah, all right, at some well. point in time, all four of you have done something wrong in that office. <laughs> I have done nothing wrong. <laughs> I admit that Marcus <laughs> might have been a little impatient. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we'll uh, I'll have Josephine join me and walk into the mayor's office. Um, and as you walk near the mayor's office, you do notice that there are. I had to do a quick math, quick math in my head. There are six horses currently outside, uh, and as you walk into the mayor's office, he looks up, and you can see he's got a just a quill in his hand. And he finishes signing something. He says, "Ah, yes, well, uh, well welcome, welcome back." Uh, and he looks hey. around as if waiting for Marcus to try and finish the sentence. And when he sees that he's not there, he looks a little more relieved. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, just us right now. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to do a side note, and it's not that he stutters; it's just how long it takes. It's like from Zootopia with the sloth. And what's <laughs> the? Fo- I can't remember the fox guy's name right now. But he's uh, just Nick. Nick. And Nick he's and just Flash. Waiting. Yeah, he's just waiting for the slot to finish his sentence. He's like, I know what you're going to say. Just say it. (laughs) (laughs) So So, uh, I noticed the horses were out front and I assume supplies and tow, but uh, I guess is everything ready to go? He says, yes, yes, I I have just finished. And he points down in front of him uh, your your letters of introduction. And he kind of hands you two sealed letters. He says, one, he holds up the letter in his left hand, for uh, uh, Zast, and, and the other for alcohol. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And I put them in a very secure pocket in my bag. Um, I guess while we're, sir, while we're gone, I know that there's a lot happening with the cleanup and anything, but if you could just take note of anything suspicious while we're gone... That'd be great, because I feel, yes, the incident happened, but you never know if someone involved comes back to check out the scene afterwards. So um, anything that your men can report would be greatly appreciated while we're gone. He'll nod his head and he'll say, Max and and Jax are are keeping their their eyes out. Wonderful. Well, I guess uh, we'll be back in six to eight days time since it's going to take us about three days to get to Alcoa and back and who knows how long we'll be there but um, hopefully we'll see you again soon and he nods his head and says that, that, thank you for, for all that you're all that you're doing for, for, for Gil we're happy to help and I mean to be honest as a someone of curiosity I'm, I'm really curious about these buzz beasts Ugh. but I want to learn more about them and see more about this world. So any opportunity to do that is great. But if I can help some along the way, it's also a wonderful experience. So, yes, we're happy to help. He nods and says, I, I, I bid you a, a, a 
I'm going to keep going just for Marcus's sake. Pleasant journey. (laughs) Thank you so much. All right, Josephine, let's go get the boys. (laughs) Just eating your microphone. (laughs) 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 Oh. So as you walk out, uh, Josephine kind of looks at you and says, well, that went better than expected. Well, yeah, it was just you and me. I think we have a more uh, gentle touch when it comes to dealing with others. (laughs) Perhaps. Uh, And you get that video game like screen that looks in front of you. It was like, Mayor Moss was pleased at the persuasion check made by (laughs) Uther. But then that was marred by the insults given to him by both Chris or by both Marcus and Bartholomew. And then the last line is like, he will remember this. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That that should have happened like originally. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So that being said, uh, where were you all going to meet up? Um, I mean, I assumed we were going to meet back at least outside the mayor's office since that's where the supplies were going to be. I would both see my way there back eventually after an hour was up. Okay. Same. Uh, Same. So as the rest of you arrive at the mayor's office, you see Caitlin and Josephine uh, standing out front. You can see there are six horses waiting for you. I called a Palomino. (laughs) Mustang! (laughs) And as you uh, saddle up, get on your horses, you ride out of town, headed for Alcoa, over to the east. And that's where we're going to stop for the day. Woo! Oh right, so Travel time! Thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of the Roaring D20s podcast. As always, if you liked it, if you have any suggestions, be sure to check us out on social media, leave any comments. We'll try to answer them. I know I've had a couple of questions posed to me as the DM, and I'm always happy to answer those as long as they don't include spoilers. And be sure to mention if there are any other names you'd like for the Bee Dragons, you know, Buzz Beast, anything else you can come <laughs> up with. Anything that's not what the original name was, we are happy with. <laughs> Fucking kill the me. roaring D honeys. <laughs> no, ah, I'm out. no, done. Ah. All right, there's nothing the else Bumble to say after that. We'll see you next time. There, there is one other. Five. Oh, actually, Detective Beignet. <laughs> <laughs> that and that's the cutoff. That right there, the Detective Beignet is the cutoff.